Reddit did to do. Welcome into more important issues. It's a great week. We have a coach, Jeremy Mulf and Pruitt. We started from Shiano and now we're Pruitt. Shiano to just Pruitt. Shiano's out. And okay, so Tennessee fans proved that the fans can say who they don't want and get a better option because everyone was like, now Tennessee won't get anybody. And then Tennessee got a much better hire, and and yeah, he wasn't you know he wasn't the talk of the town, um, but he's won four national championships uh, as a defensive coordinator. Everyone he's won recruiter of the year, at least been a finalist for recruiter of the year several times now. Um, I think now that his name's gotten out there, everyone's like, oh crap, that was a really really good hire. Other schools should have been looking at him first, and I'm I'm surprised people hadn't picked him off you know before we'd got to him because. You know, we were kind of late in the game after the Shiano fiasco mixed with the Curry fiasco. And it's a good hire. Nobody in the national media, and I think even Vol fans and myself included, getting a little nervous as to whether we can make a good hire or not, coming down to what had happened. And then, um, you know, just you know, kind of get being late in the game. And But it happened. They got a good hire in Jeremy Pruitt. Absolutely. Um, you know, a guy that <clears> – <throat> If you watch the press conference, you know, the first thing he commented on was, like, it starts in recruiting. Yep. And, you know, that's it. And not just recruiting guys um, just for stars, but uh, recruiting guys that fit your personnel, fit your system that you're trying to run. Um, You know, it it was really reassuring to hear him talk, um, talk about recruiting, talk about the culture he wants, um, you know, and – you, you looked at former and uh, Davenport. Um, there's a little segment of them kind of looking at each other and smiling. Um, you know, some Davenport might have farted or something. <laughs> but it looked like they're they're excited about the hire. So um, it reassured me. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I, the press conference was uh, A+. Plus. He And, and what, what, I, uh, what I first said to, to someone I was talking, I said he, he didn't necessarily win the press conference. And then I was like, no, wait. Um, he did. It just wasn't flashy is what it was. He, he he didn't say the right things because they were the right things. He said the right things because that's who he is. Um, it wasn't ju- He wasn't just saying things to say them um, as uh, buzzwords. Uh, he was saying things that he truly meant. Um, one, of my, one of my favorite things was um, several – actually, here are a few of my favorite things. I'm sick of talking about how we want to be good. Let, let's find a way to do it and do it. You know, that, that's the biggest thing about Tennessee football is we're going to talk about how we should be winning the East and how we should be competing. And we, we talk about it every year, every year. It's, it's time to stop talking about it, um, and it's time to go do it. Uh, and I like that he said our goal is to win them all. Um, I mean, I understand from a coaching perspective that there are going to be good teams that you probably just can't beat, um, you know, because of your personnel. Or, you know, you just got outcoached, you got outplayed. Um and you're going to get outcoached, outplayed nine out of ten times, but your goal is to win them all. Um, you take that approach every day, and you're going to win some you shouldn't, and that's and that's just the way it is. If you don't take that approach, you're going to get beat ten times out of ten times. So I love that he, he's, he's going to win them all, um, or that's his goal to win them all. And the next thing, the last thing um, that, I, you know, that I really vividly remember from the press conference was uh, he's all about the kids. Yeah, absolutely. And every coach in America, after listening to – his uh, his presser needs to sit down and reevaluate why they're doing it. Because if they're not doing it for the kids, they're probably not going to win a lot. Um, and a lot of a lot of all fans, or not a lot, a few of all fans are upset that he's he's coaching the the playoff game for Alabama. But I, I love that he, uh, you know, in the presser, he stated clearly why he was doing it. He didn't leave. You know, he wasn't just like, yeah, I'm doing it. He said, I made a commitment um, to the University of Tennessee. So as long as I can recruit, which it helps that we have that deadline yeah. um, right when Alabama starts practicing. So they, that helps us nicely. Um, but he said, I made a commitment to the University of Tennessee, and I'm going to be here um, giving my all for these kids, for the staff, for this university. But I also made a commitment to the University of Alabama, and I'm going to um, finish it out with them. And as soon as the playoffs over, I'm, I'm here. And you're making a commitment. And, yeah, you know, people want to talk about the transfer rules for coaches and stuff like that. But, I mean, uh, Jeremy Pruitt's doing the kind of thing that proves there really shouldn't be one. He's finishing what he started, and then, you know, he's taking a better opportunity. 
And I think every player on that Alabama defense and Alabama football team would have understood had he not done the playoff. Um, but they, they, you know, they love him that much more for doing that, you know, for finishing it out with them. Right. And um, I think it's clear Nick Saban wanted him. He was like, Jeremy's going to be with us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, he, he clearly wanted him there, which says a lot. If Nick Saban wants you on a staff, you're, you're probably a pretty good coach. Um, he just put in his two weeks' notice. That's yeah, it. That's, all, that's all. And uh, it's going to look really good. Tennessee getting a, a lot of uh, air time uh, during the playoff. Um, I'm sure every time – Defense is on the field just about every time. It'll be mentioned that the defense coordinator will be the University of Tennessee's head coach. I like that the Alabama fans I've talked to are like, y'all got you a good one. Yeah. I mean, I don't – hopefully they're not just thinking, no, they're not going to be good again. I mean, right. hopefully they're actually, you know, a little nervous. But, uh, you know, the fact that even Georgia fans have said, you know, dang, that was, that was good hire. Like, can't believe y'all actually got him. That kind of stuff, it's big. And I love his background. I love that he started all the way in high school and um, he's gotten here. That's two days. Two days. I did. That was, I used to watch, I used to stay up real late watching that show. Did you see that? Um, I mean, I, I didn't remember it, but I'm sure I watched it about him um, and not knowing what asparagus was. I, I don't remember what he He just That's has funny. no clue what asparagus is. Good old country boy. It is. From Alabama. That, uh, but I, yeah, two days was, was a good, good show. Um, you know, there's the fact that he's gone this far and, and you know, start. I mean, even though he was a, uh, you know, a coach on, you know, one of the most successful high school teams in the country, um, the fact that he's been able to climb up the ladder and get where he is and um, it is wildly impressive. I, I'm excited. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm still waiting to kind of see how this, because we haven't gotten a full announcement on the staff and, I've said this whole time. I'm really – I mean, I want to know who my head coach is because I want to know who my staff is. I want to know who my OC is and my DC. My OC and my DC is. Um, I want to know who, who the recruiting coordinator is. He kept Robert Gillespie on. Yeah. Um, I jokingly tweeted out for the presser. I was like, if you want my hundred, uh, my full support from the get-go, announce you're keeping Gillespie, and tonight announce that you're wearing the orange pants against West Virginia. The first part was real. The second yeah. part was only partially real. I mean, I would have gotten, you know, been fully torn. Maybe he said that. Would, he, he didn't say no. <laughs> he didn't say no. <laughs> and, and <coughs> I, you know, if we wore the orange pants all year for the first year without Butch Jones, I wouldn't be mad. No. I, I wouldn't be mad at all. No. So, uh, and, and you look at these past four hires that we've had, including Pruitt. Um, you know, I feel like this one is the most exciting. And, yeah, we probably say this every time. But I really and truly I believe that with, you know, Kiffin. Um, you know, Kiffin was a good hire. But I feel like there's less questions in the air than the last three hires. Right, absolutely. Like, you have more answered questions because you've seen his his success and you have more successful coaches to vouch for him. Whereas, like, Dooley came from Law Tech just kind of off the back of his father – at Georgia, mm-hmm. um, that was really the only reason you knew his name. He was on, you know, Saban's staff, but not in a huge capacity. Um, you know, like Kiffin had, you know, he was successful at USC, but failed at, at the Raiders and failed kind of horribly. Yeah, um, and he also had his dad too. Yeah, that too. that too. And then you have Butch Jones, who just, I mean, he had he'd done pretty good in his career up until. Uh, or done pretty good in his career, and then he got hired by UT. But there's still, even though he had done decent, there were still a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just weren't really, weren't really sure what you were going to get. So I, I think you're right, and there, there's less questions. Right, and, and with his resume, I feel like he has the best resume that we've had in these last four coaches. He's he's won a national championship, yeah, as a defensive coordinator. But I mean, he hasn't gotten the opportunity yet. Defense wins championships, absolutely. Um, and, and that shows that I mean, that's he he's running that. Um, you know, that factory down that you run in Alabama. <laughs> um, but he's had the number one scoring defense three times at Florida State, um, Alabama. Yeah, two great programs. But, I mean. But two he, very different programs, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he did one thing at FSU and then came uh, to Alabama and did the same thing. He, he's been a finalist for the Broyles Award um, once in 2016 and then 2013 with Florida State. Um, and that's – for people who don't know the best recruit or best coordinator um, in the country, um, he, he's a great recruiter. He's a younger guy. He's only forty three years old, so I feel like he can cr- relate to some of these younger players. Well, um, I, and I don't even think his age does. I think it's just his demeanor and um, you know his attitude. It. I think the biggest question for um, the last three coaches we've had, maybe not even so much Kiffin, 
Um, but the other two was – I feel like they thought they were better than everyone else, including the players. Um, and Pruitt harped on in the press conference, it's about the players. Yeah, um, absolutely. We wouldn't be here without the players. Uh, none of this would matter without the players. It's about the players. He understands that he's not better than them. He knows he, he needs them. And um, I think I'm excited because you, you, you understand how much he cares about them. But, um, you know – you hear all this stuff when Dooley and Kiff, Dooley and uh, Butch left about how the mistreatment of the players, and it may all be false. It may all just be he left, and you hear it. Um, but I feel like you didn't hear about the mistreatment of players with Kiffin. I mean, you heard about him like, you know, getting a little too, you know, a l- some stuff about Kiffin that wasn't good. But you never heard about the mistreatment of players. Yeah. You never heard about the mistreatment of players with Philip Former when he, you know, when he got fired. So, uh, I and I don't think we're gonna hear. I mean, Jeremy Pruitt just. Looking at his past, you're not gonna see that kind of stuff at, at Tennessee now. Yeah. Um. And, and I definitely that's something to look forward to. Um. So I'm I'm very excited for the hire. We've harped on we've we talked about most of the resume. Is there, is there anything else you want to add? Um. That you know just highlights his resume for us. Um. You know, one thing I would love for him to get started in. Um. You know, he, he's going after recruits. Um. He's even you know looking at the commits and stuff we have now and being like, you know, maybe you should start looking around. Um, maybe this isn't the place for you that um, you thought it was. And I, I like that. Um, I, I think Jeremy's a real guy, and he's he's going to be real with the players. You know, he's going to be like, you know, you're probably never going to play here. Um, so why don't you go somewhere, you know, smaller? Um, that way you, you have the opportunity to be a great player. Right. Um, and I, I like that turning, not just going after him because he's a three or four star athlete. Um, but, but he, he seems like he cares. Um, and, and that's the main thing. Um, one thing I would love for him to do is reinstate Juwan Jennings. Yeah. But I mean, that's going to, you know, the thing is that's going to take a lot of work to do, I think, yeah. because unfortunately the way he left wasn't the best. I mean, I, I'm with you. I want it to happen, but. You know, I think Jawan's going to have to really um, – it's going to be a real come-to-Jesus moment, uh, you know, yeah. there with, the, with those guys. Uh, so, I'm not saying it can't happen, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to – I think it'll take a lot. And um, that would be one thing I'd like to see, along with him going and getting Cade Mays to uh, commit to University of Tennessee. Yeah. Um, apparently apparently the, the rumor – I've heard rumors that he's going to be here. I've heard rumors, no chance. Um, so, it's – you know, who knows? Right. Um, he's been visited now by I think three different coaches. K does new coaches on campus. Um, also, I'm sure I know he's been contacted by Phil Former. Um, so, you know that that's a guy that I think we need to get not only because he's a good player, but because his brother's going to be a good player. Um, his dad's a Vol for life. He's from Knoxville. That's the family. That's a player you need to keep here yeah. for a lot of reasons. Right. You got to go out and get him. Um, unless you just really don't believe in him. And if that's the case, so be it. Um, but in my opinion, I think you need to go get him. Um, we've got Alante Taylor, another Tennessee guy that I think is going to be huge to go get. Four-star wide receiver. Um, he's got the frame and the build to be an SEC wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Go, he, you know, he canceled his uh, his trip to Louisville yeah, and he, is going to take another trip back to UT. He's looking, he, he's looking better for us right now. Yeah. Um, but you, you got to get him. You got to keep Adrian Martinez. It looks like Nebraska really wants him, and he may want to go there. Um, I believe they, tonight Tyson Hilton and uh, Jamie Pruitt are in his home right. uh, in Fresno, California. So um, that's that's another guy I think you got to keep because he's he's a lot of the glue of this class. Um, mm-hmm. He's been around, he's been committed for a while, and the um, guy you'd like to keep around. He's a good quarterback. Um, there's there is another good quarterback in this class. So I don't think it's going to be. The end of the world. I think one thing about getting Cade Mays is he can make an immediate impact on campus. Cade can. Yeah. So that, that's why I think you really need to go get him. Right. Um, and we need all the help we can get yeah. on the offensive line. Yeah. And they've got another, I can't find the name, um, Cal or UCLA offensive lineman. He's a graduate transfer. He'll be visiting. He was the number five uh, offensive lineman in the uh, last JUCO class. So – that, that can be huge for us because that's a guy with experience. Um, 
that can come in and start right away and, and make an imme- that immediate impact we're looking for and we need on this offensive line. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's got to happen um, that's got to be almost do a complete 180 that is going to be really tough to do. And if uh, if Jan- the good thing is, is just getting a new coach at all brings new energy to the program. Um, so that helps. You know, that, that gives you a little boost. And then, um, I, again, you made a good hire in recruiting. Mm-hmm. We, we've talked about that. And um, so that, that can help make a good impact. And then I'm curious to see who our strength and conditioning coach is. Haven't been in an announcement, official announcement yet where they're keep, keeping rock, bringing in someone new. I've heard uh, he's a second or third guy in at Alabama over there. Heard uh, Pruitt really wants to bring him. So that's going to be big. You I've know? heard the Texas A&M guy too. Okay. Um, but the only thing bad about him is – um, his saying last year was brick by brick. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but he, he's from that, um, you know, tree of Scott Cochran, who is, um, you know, the, the factory manager, if you will, <laughs> at um, at Alabama. Um, I think they go with somebody who has learned under him, like you said, the, the second or third guy at Alabama. Um, but I think they, you know, he tries to incorporate that atmosphere Um with the guy he hires. Uh, I mean, hopefully so. I, we've got the best facilities in the country. There's no reason we shouldn't have the best strength and conditioning program. Um, we got to get back to that kind of stuff. And yep. uh, we've got to become the next factory that, that's pumping out. we got to find those guys that are prototypical NFL guys and turn them into NFL guys. And um, that's, all, that's the way your team gets good. And, you know, it, it's going to take two or three years to build that uh, steady stream of, of it. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while. It starts with the, it starts with the recruits and – Pruitt knows that. He said it, so not worried about that. Um, but it's it's going to take a while. But if anybody can do it, I, I think Jamie Pruitt can. Right, and, so. and Vol Nation, um, you know, earlier this week we were starving. Um, or in the last week we were starving. They hired Fulmer, hired Pruitt. Now we're hungry. We're hungry. And, and another guy that's hungry is, is Phil. Is Phil. Um, he's talked about getting on the recruiting oh, trail. He's, he's uh, Always. <laughs> he's taking his uh, NCAA recruiting test and – um, he wants to be out there, and he 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 he's looking for a resurgence in this uh, uh, in in this in this not only this athletic department but also this football program. Um, he's he's hitting the he's hitting the recruiting trail. He he wants mm-hmm. to assist in in making Tennessee great again, if you will, great again. Um, but you know, I, I hope he puts as much time and effort. I will give Curry this, um, and a lot of people hated it just because how bad the football program was. But the support he gave to other teams while he was on campus was huge. Um, the Lady Vols had an historical run in the season, and, and he gave them a lot of support. Tennis has had a really good fall, gave them a lot of support um, on Twitter, not only in person. And Phil Fulmer's a great guy, and I hope he can find the time to, to get around. To He's already been to the, the men's basketball team. Um, he was speaking to them the other night. That was that was cool to see. Um, you know, I hope he makes it around all these other sports. And I, I know he's been at softball games before, uh, He's been, before he was the AD. So I'm sure that won't, you know those kind of get to those kind of games won't be an issue, and because um, that's that's the only way we need to win a couple presidents cups. We we haven't gotten there. It's always Stanford or Duke, which they have more they have more athletics than us because they have like random ones like water polo and lacrosse and Chess. crap like yeah crap like <laughs> that. So, but I, I want to win a couple of those. Um, so we we need to make this whole athletic. I mean, obviously I want the football program good, but we need this whole athletic athletic department good. Um, if anybody's going to do it, though, I, I believe Philip Former can. Absolutely. So, um, and then looking at, you know, the, again, moving on to the rest of the AD, um, Tennessee basketball. They're Ooh, rolling. They are. Ranked number 20th. Um, and in, in both polls. And, and I saw a couple AP guys had them ranked as high as 15, 16. Wow. Um, yeah, a couple of the people that voted voted on the AP. So, uh, a lot of people really believe in this team. Uh that's good to see. They've got a really tough week ahead. Uh, they've got North Carolina this week um, coming up on Sunday. I'm I'm excited for this game. I, I think one thing good about it is it's a very 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 winnable game for the Vols um, because they historically aren't great. Um, and then you know how serious will this North Carolina team, who's ranked number seven, take take a Tennessee team that, that right. historically hadn't been good and maybe just maybe just got off to kind of a fluke start. Well, I think maybe if it was the first year that they played each other back to back, I would think that. Um, but with, with the showing, I feel like they took Tennessee for granted last year, and it right. was a really close game. 
um, and a really good game to watch. Um, you know, both teams struggled shooting the ball. Um, it was kind of a defensive game. Um, but I think this this week, if you can check her Thompson, do it. I well, think they, it'd be awesome. They're going for it. They're That's trying. True. It's a Checker Thompson game, and I hope they wear the orange top, orange or white top, orange bottom. I don't know if you can do that, but I hope they do if they can. Really? I think it looks sweet. Have you seen it? Yeah, I think it looks ugly. I think it looks awesome. I hate I hate that they can only like, or they only ever just wear one color in basketball. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. But uh, it looks like they might wear the gray, which I don't get because they've been showing off the gray shoes a lot this week, last week. Mm-hmm. Get a little nervous. I'm like, if you're gonna checker it, you just need to keep it orange and white. In my opinion, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but they all does that too, though. Yeah, I know. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the last two games though for the Vols have kind of been a little sluggish, but they've been able to win. Which you know, a win's a win. Right. Um, it is what it is. But especially against Lipscomb, just a really, really uh, slow second half. Couldn't really get going in a lot of areas. They held the lead. Again, mm-hmm. which is all that matters, and uh, they were able to bring it through. Um, you know, the the play as a team is getting more consistent. Um, you, you have you know guys you know like maybe Lamonte Turner is playing well this game. Maybe uh, James Daniels playing well this game. Um, haven't been able to find a quite a game where they're both playing very well. But you know, once you get that, it's almost like who do you play at that point? It's going to yeah. be difficult to find that. Right now, you've at least been able to kind of rely on one of them. Um, you know, you've Played a weaker opponent, and uh, Jordan Bowden had a great game. Um, you, you've seen Josh, or sorry, Jordan Bone have a couple um, stretches here and there where he's played really well. And then you know you, you can always rely on uh, Grant Williams. So far, um, he's looked really good and really physical. He he's looking better and better every game. It's 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 wild to think that that guy can get any better. Right. So um, I'm excited for this North Carolina matchup. It's going to be tough, tough one in the paint for sure. I'm um, really going to have to find some stuff. Uh, defense is going to be going to be huge. How, how do you really match up with them on defense? And the physicality of the Vols helps a ton. Um, so you've got to maintain that, that, physicalness, that physical, physicalness, physicality um, throughout. You've got to take care of the ball. Um, yes. 15 turnovers uh, against Lipscomb, um, not a good showing. Um, if you do that against North Carolina, they will make you pay for it. Absolutely. And, and one thing with looking at the defensive side of the ball that's that's huge for the Vols is um, they make teams play to the fifth, sixth, seventh pass. Um, you know, when, when we're on defense, they don't, they don't let one pass beat them. But with a team like North Carolina who's more disciplined and just all around better, you you got to not only make them play to the fifth, sixth pass – you got to make them play past that point and break down before that fifth and sixth pass. Right. You got to be in their face. You you, you got to be moving a lot and uh, not letting it be easy. If you let them beat you on the first second pass, they're going to find a rhythm and they're going to score a lot on you in a, in a hurry. So mm-hmm. make them play that fifth sixth pass. Make them play impatient and, and get some turnovers and, and get going the other way in a hurry. If you're open, shoot it. Knock down some shots. There you go. We we have been better shooting this this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, I need to check the percentage. We, maybe it's just. A de- I mean, is it just me, but I feel like in the past when I see a shoot, like I'm always like – like I feel like whenever I watch a three-point uh, shot go up for us, I'm like, that's not going in. But when I watch us play somebody, I'm like, as soon as it goes up, I'm like, that's in. It's yeah. like I never have like faith in us yeah. shooting. But it's like this year I, when I see it go up, I'm like, that's in. Buried. Boom. Money. Money. <laughs> Dude, Burt Bertelkamp has got to have the best money of all time. The best money call. Best money call. Him and Tim Priest are the only like I don't dislike Bob Kessling like some people, but him and Tim Priest are what makes Vol Network good. Yeah. Tim Priest yelling "damn it" on the Florida play is one of the most golden things about Vol football. It is, I love it. Not quite as good as how, but it's good. It's, it's up really there. good. It's up there. It's yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, nothing will ever be how. No, nothing will ever be. It was. It was my golden moment. It was Boom's golden. Moment. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, looking at the Heisman, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I mean, I think everyone in the country, including the Heisman voters, knew that he deserved it. Um, this is the largest margin um, that a Heisman candidate's won by. Yeah. Uh, he had 732 first-place votes. and he, He's just been consistent all year. Yeah. And, you know, probably the fifth or sixth week, Saquon Barkley was probably going to win it. 
Um, but he kind of fell off when they got into that tougher end of the schedule. I don't think I've seen anyone fall off without that much without getting injured. Yeah. I mean, in the if you're in October, you're sitting here saying, how does Saquon Barkley not win the Heisman? Yeah. And now you're sitting here saying, you, I don't even, why did he get any first place votes? Yeah. You only got 15. I, I get that. Um, but that, yeah, that's that's wild to me that someone could fall off that much. But like you said, uh, Baker's been much more consistent, and uh, then his team's winning, which helps. When yeah. your team's winning, you look a lot better. Yeah, it helps so. a lot that uh, the Big 12 doesn't play any defense whatsoever <laughs> anyway. Um, For sure. First 200. First 200. Boat race. Uh, but, yeah, the the high the Heisman <laughs> winner is, uh, you know, always going to be the, the you know, pinnacle of – uh, college football, whether Vol fans like it or not, so many Vol fans are like, I stopped watching in 97. And I'm like, well, then you're an idiot. <laughs> How do you not appreciate the Heisman for what it is? I mean, I get it. Peyton got gypped. Believe me, I'm with you. But how do you how do you not take it? Right. Um, it's be impossible to win the Heisman for me and you. No offense. Oh, no, take it. Any, anything else impossible you want to try? Um, I'm gonna try to put my fist in my mouth. This is horrible radio. I want you to know that. But Landon is eating his fist right now. No, that's, I'm gonna. He did it. Nah, he did it. I got Woo! like two, two fingers. Up. Dude, they would have never <coughs> known if you had or not. All right. You, um, what's some other impossible things? Maybe licking your licking your elbow. That's I feel like I've seen someone do that though. You seen somebody? Yeah, I can't, but. Who I'm trying have you right seen? now. I want to meet this person. I don't know. Like, I feel like, like we need in, to have them on the show. I feel like in daycare and stuff. You're like, this is stuff you tried. I'm not. <laughs> Bob, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like dislocate. You your know what else is impossible? Folding a fitted sheet. There are videos online to do it, and I've watched them and still can't do it. <laughs> I've one time changed my uh, alternator by watching a video on YouTube, but I can't watch a video on how to fold a fitted sheet and do it. That's pretty incredible. It is. Yeah, I'm with you. Fitted sheets are impossible. If you can fold a fitted sheet, tweet us a video of you doing it correctly. I need a full video. Yeah. And then... My mom can do it. Um, I just... I've never seen her do it, so I so, think she watches a video. Yeah, it's like witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I need a full video of you doing it. No edits, no clips. In fact, like a live stream would be better. Yeah. Just to ensure the, the sanctity of this sport. I need a full video of you folding a fitted sheet. I hate fitted sheets. Really? I do. They're just so weird. Well, I mean, they kind of help on your bed. I just don't like them. All right. Power to you. <laughs> Not a fan. Moving on to the NFL. Oh, what is... one, one more thing. Oh, one more. One, one more. more. one more. One more. Sneeze with your eyes open. I mean, I can't just make myself sneeze, so I'll have to try know, it next time. It's impossible. Uh, I mean, I'll try next time I have to sneeze. <laughs> I can, like, I hold your... Hold your eyes. If you sneeze on me, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> I sneezed today. It's almost like, I hope you're not getting sick. I was like, I just sneezed one time. <laughs> like, why do you think I'm getting sick? Uh, I was like, I mean, I hope not either. <laughs> Were your eyes open? No, nah, I don't think so. Ooh, see, I told you. I didn't focus. I didn't try. I bet I can do it. I'll let you know. I'll take a video next time I have to sneeze. I'll just start videotaping. <laughs> I can't we'll wait do to it. watch that. <laughs> um... NFL, anyways. Uh, game of the week. My favorite game to watch was, even though I couldn't see anything, was the Colts and Bills game. The snowball. The snowball. I was like, so I was, I was like, why is everybody freaking out on Twitter about this? Every year there's a game like this that happens. And then I was like, Caleb, you just clicked over to it when you realized it was snowing hard. Yeah. So you did the same thing. So I didn't tweet about it, thankfully. No one would actually watch this game if it wasn't snowing. Right, right. But, I mean, I did because it was snowing. Hey, and what big- about... Big shout out to the fans that sit there in that, dude. What about the Bills Mafia? Like, still going hard at the tailgates. That's awesome. I love it. I can't. I, we got to go do Bills Mafia one one week. Let's go. We got to. We might end up with frostbite. I about got frostbite on Friday night. I about got frostbite just watching that game. Wow, that's kind of pussy stuff there, Landon. <laughs> Fancy stuff. Huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But for real, it would look cold. It, no, oh man, we probably would have died. Yeah, almost there's no Friday way night. I'd go sleepless. I almost had to sleep outside Friday night. <laughs> you did. Got lucky. I don't feel bad for you. Thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no that that game was. Uh, what about did you see Vinatieri and the whole team 
like kicking the snow out of the way so you can <laughs> kick it. And like, how did that go in? That's witchcraft. Yeah, that's that was that was witchcraft. But that was cool. To, like they called a time. I don't even know if they called a timeout. The managers like rushed out there and started kicking them. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was a good one. And then did you see the Browns final throw in the Packers game? Yeah. That's bad. It looked like a high school play. And, you know, hindsight 2020, but Deshaun Kaiser probably could have used another year of college. Didn't didn't uh, Brian Kelly say that? Yeah. And Brian Kelly's a smart man. What do you go that for? I mean, I'm sure he's not an idiot. Mm. <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz towards ACL in a 43-35 victory over the Rams. Uh, cost me he, still, my hey, he scored a touchdown. It cost me my fantasy, man. Did, he, did you lose? You know, losing. I'm I'm probably gonna lose. Aww. If he could have got like one more touchdown, which I think he would, because I mean the Rams or the Eagles weren't playing a lick of defense. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I probably would have won. So sucks. Sorry. It's okay. I mean, I lost in week one, so I'm not sorry. There's always next year. No, there's not. Fantasy sucks. I quit. No, I'm just kidding. I'll be back next year. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm the commissioner. I am the commissioner. You got a player of the week. I do have player of the week. I have two players of the week. Offense and defense. Mm. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Here we going to start. Offense. All right. Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, running back Chicago. 33-7 win over Cincinnati. 23 carries, 147 yards, two touchdowns. That's good enough for my player of the week. That's it. Short and sweet. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, my offense player of the week, Dak Prescott. The Dak Prescott. Um, knocked off a division rival. Without Zeke, um, he was 20 for 30 passing, 332 yards and three touchdowns. Um, QBR of 87.2, and he had 13 yards rushing. Um, that's my player of the week. Um, you know, the Cowboys are they're still in the hunt. Trying to make a playoff run as soon as they get Zeke back, that could be a team to watch. I like it. I like the, uh, I like the Cowboys. Don't know why I like them. I guess because they really are America's team. I find myself cheering for them. Even when I'm like, I hate them. Oh, I hate them. They're not. I don't want to hate them so bad. I hate Jerry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Jason Garrett. Why is he the head coach? How did he get the job? I don't know. Who is he? <laughs> I don't know either. My defense player of the week. Actually, a Dallas guy. Sean Lee. Uh, in their 30-10 victory over division rival, he had 10 solo tackles, 8 assisted and one interception. I'm pretty sure his dad's taking the stats, though. Eight assisted tackles. <laughs> but he had the interception. Linebacker, he touched it. He touched yeah. it. <laughs> Linebacker got the interception. I like it. It was like Seymour. Yeah, Seymour, right. our sophomore, junior year. Kid had like 140 tackles, but like 85 of them were assisted. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Just because you get run over every play doesn't yeah. mean you assisted. He got, he got touched, or he touched someone <laughs> at some point during the play. Yeah. He helped. Um. My defensive player of the week is a cornerback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, A.J. Bouye. Um, he had two picks, two tackles, um, three pass deflections. Um, you know, this is the best one-two punch corners in the NFL. And that's saying something because, um, you know, the Legion of Boom over there, they got Shaquille Griffin, who's a rookie. He hasn't made his name yet, but he looks good in Richard Sherman. Um but I'm going to go with the Jags corners. I like them. You like them? I do. Jalen Ramsey. What about the Indian in that game where the Jaguars player about – or was it Seattle it, player? It was Michael Bennett. No, no, no. Well, oh. yeah, that, that happened. Then someone yeah. tried to climb in the stands and fight someone. Sheldon Richardson. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I was like – and then I saw someone tweet there like – or he was like, oh, he's like, I'm not just going to let someone like throw food on me. Like, I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm a man. I'm a man. And I was <laughs> like – yeah, man, you really proved how much of a man you were trying to climb into the stands like an idiot. <laughs> After getting thrown out of a game. Yeah. Um, but if you watch that, somebody threw a beer, and he was like, what? And then uh, another person threw it, and then he like went over there and started pointing at him. And then somebody threw it and hit him right in the forehead, and then that's, why I tr- that's when he tried to jump over. <laughs> so the third one was the charm. That's I mean, that's, I understand being upset, but like, what did you really solve there? Like, you just looked like an idiot on national television. What are you going to do? Ron Artest the yeah, whole thing? Yeah, and like, <laughs> even if you get up there and you hit him, you're just going to get assault charges. You don't ever win in that situation. 
I love like all the little guys just like grabbing his legs, trying to keep <laughs> security guards. It's yeah. <laughs> great. Well, really, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that that was in a phenomenal segue into this next um, segment. Stupidity is an epidemic because that was stupid. It was. It was very dumb. Um, I wanted to get into this earlier, but I usually do, so I was going to save it for stupidity as an epidemic. And Justin Beasley, at J. Beasley WSMV. I get the fact that Jeremy Pruitt can succeed at Tennessee. I really do. But to applaud former for this hire and veto Greg Schiano is silly. I don't see much of a difference between the two. But, hey, former can do no wrong. Did all Justin Beasley hear was that, that Jeremy Pruitt was a defensive coordinator? And he's like, they're the exact same. Yeah. Because I can give you four. Reasons right now off the top of my head, I'll, I'll show you four fingers. All four of those fingers have national championship rings on them. That's just to start. You want to? We can keep going if you want. But you know, that's not the mode. That's not the narrative you need, Justin Beasley. You're from Nashville, anyways. So shut up. You don't actually cover the Vols. Um, you've probably never sat in a presser for the Vols. Um, I don't get why you're. I mean, sure, people in Nashville read about the Vols, but what yeah, do you really literally know? the only thing Greg Schiano had on Jeremy Pruitt was he's been a head coach. Yeah, but he in the Big East. Yeah, he was, and it wasn't successful. that good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that good, and uh, and he's been in the NFL and failed. Yeah, it was. like why would you tweet something that stupid and be like, yeah, this is okay, this is okay to say? Like, did you just? Did you just like Google Jeremy Pruitt's name and it pop up that he was a defense coordinator at Alabama? Is that all you? Is that as far as you got? I'm sure he's like a nobody, and he was like, "Oh, I gotta make my name somehow. Yeah. Let's tweet this stupid shit." And, and and the worst part about it is he had oh never mind that that was her plot. I thought he had 324 retweets. You know how many tweets he, retweets he had? Three, 324 replies. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was just like, "What? You can't see any difference, really?" Like. If he had even said, I don't see a ton of differences, okay. So yeah. you at least see that like he's a little better. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I was pretty amazed that, that he t- even thought. I hope he's deleted it by now. But screenshots never die, Justin. Surely. Um, so medium happy. I don't know who this guy is, but he has a check mark by his name. Um, and a lot of people retweeted it and liked it. He said, Baker Mayfield's story is basically Rudy, but with talent. Yeah, I didn't get that one a lot at all. Baker Mayfield had three offers coming out of um, high school. I will say this, though. They were really lame offers. Like, one of them was Rice. Right, and FAU. Like, it's kind of a stretch to call them D1. You know, like, you're kind of reaching. But. And they are D1, but, like. But what did Ruby have? Oh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't disagree with you there. I I was talking more about the people who are like, this walk-on story isn't true, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, he was a (laughs) walk-on. He had zero scholarship offers. For sorry, zero offers from Texas Tech and then Oklahoma. So no, that's that's and not. And then false. Rudy went on to play at his like favorite school. Yeah, and and he actually Rudy quit too. Yeah, which I guess Baker quit from one school and went to another, but Rudy didn't transfer. Yeah, but Baker's from Texas. Rudy's best friend was a janitor. Sure, Baker's might be actually. I don't know. And I never saw Rudy grab his nuts. Yeah. At another team. Rudy never won the intramural championships and then was told you can't compete because you used to be a D1 athlete. <laughs> Rudy never got arrested. Yeah, Rudy never got drunk and ran away from the cops. No. Which I love that apparently when the cops arrested Baker, they are like, this dude's a football player, he's not even that fast. <laughs> like, which is, I find hilarious. Have you seen the video? Yeah, he's they done destroyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he is not fully concussed. And Rudy would never let that happen. Yeah. Rudy. Rudy, and and then Rudy wasn't good. No, Rudy was not even. Rudy was the opposite of a Heisman winner. Yeah. Also, how does Baker Mayfield not win walk on best walk on, but won best football player? I don't think he's a walk on anymore. Is, is no, no, no. It, but it started career as a walk on. Like right. if you started your career as a walk on, you count in that competition. And even if we if even if you get awarded a scholarship, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. But so he won best football player of the year, but not best walk on. I don't know. It's like a participation award. Somebody. I guess like uh, Baker's already winning something, yeah. so <laughs> you can't win it. You can't sit with us. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I, I don't really understand that. Um. 
I'm trying to look at this award. Yeah, so I don't, I don't see, like, know. Who, well, I mean, I read a little bit about it when the it, when Rudy it, the thing. Bull, the Burlesworth Trophy. It's whoever began their career as a walk-on. Oh, okay. And in 2017, it was Luke Fall of Washington State. Baker came in third. Ooh, I'm glad Fumagalli was second, though. That's cool. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. I like him. He's a good tight end. But, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't, don't understand how you don't win that. Yes, he's already won it. I don't know. Has he won? Did he win it already? He's won it twice. Oh. So, I don't care. If you're the best player, you're the best player. Like you said, I don't want this part. If I was Luke Fall, I would go and – Falk, sorry. I'd go and hand it to Baker. I'm like, I'm not better than you. Take this. That's <laughs> your name in hey, it. Hey, Mike Leach is his coach. I don't care. Watch your mouth. I'm just kidding. I didn't really want Mike Leach. I, I mean, I wouldn't have hated it. No. But, I mean, I, I was like – I wouldn't have been pumped for the hire. No. I mean, I would. Uh, I'll tell you, like probably the first week, I would be like, "We got could Mike you, Leach." Could you imagine the press? <laughs> yeah, we're going to Woodstock. That dude has done. That dude used to hang out with Cree Bratton. I oh, know yeah. he did. That's for sure what happened. Yeah, he's messed up. Yeah, I love it. Um, my next stupidity is an epidemic is um, a guy who should have his name on this award. Um, Wes Rucker at Wes Rucker two four seven. Our family farm is in Keaton's hometown. To think of. People all over the country reaching out to a kid from our tiny little neck of the woods is beautiful. How do you relate a bullying thing back to you, Wes? Like, if you don't know about the, all, all the Keaton stuff, go look it up. I'm not going to explain it on here. You know Wes got bullied. Well, yeah. It, it, at least relate it back to you that way. He's like, my little hometown. What? Is he from Knoxville? Why would you tweet that? Now, I guess he's from Union County. But why would you tweet that? Can you believe in this day and age with all this technology someone discovered Union County? <laughs> what? Aren't they like the worst football team ever? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they like didn't have one for like two years. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't get how you get – or you're so dumb that you're like, I'm going to tweet this. Also, it's not like 1987. Someone someone discovered Union County. Like when they talk about how like Bear Bryant went and like sat in living rooms like when he was coaching, they're like – you know, they talk about when the coach pulls in or whatever. Like, you know, yes, you don't have cell phones then. That makes sense why you'd make a big deal. Like, like Wes, there's this thing called Google Maps. Anyone can go to Union County at any point. Like, right now, I can go to Union County through Google Maps. Yeah. Or Google Earth. I don't know why you'd want to. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to. I don't want to look at just farmland. <laughs> it makes sense. Wes is probably actually a cow in disguise. I get it now. You're going to make him make a video next. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was mean. You're right. <laughs> I apologize. We love you, Wes. It's all it's all in fun. It's all in good fun. Except the fact that you yelled at us at one time because you were actually butthurt that we said the Cubs suck. And you turned around and responded to us. And then made fun of one of our shorts. He did? He made fun of Brody's shorts. <laughs> He's like, nice say? shorts. Brody's like, thanks. Got them up. They're Patagonia. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bad. Well, most important. Most important, you got one? I do. I forgot as I started to say it. So I'm going to let you do yours first so I can find one. The Yankees have signed oh God. the home run leader, John Carlos Stanton. And it's going to be awesome. Because there's going to be bombs, bombs, and more bombs. And the Red Sox better get a higher wall than that green monster. Um, I mean, I think they'll be fine. Who? They'll be all right. <laughs> no, I'm ready for it. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I don't even know why. We should just have home run derbies every game. That actually, I would totally be for that. Baseball is boring. Home run derby is fun. The home run derby game. Boring. The home run derby game on MLB is the one of the most fun games of all time. Yeah, it's awesome. I'll stand by that statement. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid at all. Well, that's my most important. Congrats to the Yankees for you know just you adding. Know, and Derek Better. Jeter like owns the Marlins, and I Derek think he was like Jeter. Stan, just go, man. Just so now, go. so that's got to be collusion, and Derek Jeter probably should go to jail for it. Then no, we're good. No, that's definitely collusion. Derek Jeter can't go to jail. He's Derek Jeter. He would love jail. <laughs> He's like bionic. He would. You would love jail. <laughs> love it. I'm looking for my most important. I I had it. Oh, I do have something funny, though, to share with everyone here at More Important Issues. Um, so this Friday night, we went and ate at this place called Elkmont Exchange. It's really good. 
Um, it's in between like the Fourth and Gill neighborhood and uh, the old city. And uh, we were eating dinner. Um, we all got most of us got burgers and fries. Um, Landon got fries <laughs> and asked for ranch. <laughs> he actually never received the ranch, but for the entire meal, ate mayo with his fries. Now he wasn't. You know, he's a little inebriated, so I understand, but he ate fries with mayo, and I need everybody in the world to know that he ate fries with mayo. Okay, let's also start with that's not true. No, it is all. absolutely true. <laughs> no, you can ask not. the other seven people or however many were at that table. My breath smelled like ranch. You know, you smelled your own breath? Yes. How do you do that? I mean, I know how to do it, but, like, how do you, like, <laughs> how do you get, after eating, how do you get a good enough smell to, like, assure, like, oh, yeah, that's ranch. Well, I have a great When nose. you definitely, but you had mayo in your burger, so why would it not smell like mayo? Like, you definitely had mayo in your burger. There was ketchup on it, too. So, did your breast smell like ketchup? No. So, did your breast smell like mayo? I don't know. <laughs> you just lied. You just I didn't lied. Use mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, you did. Landon did this fries and mayo. I'm so not I just, disgusting. I, I need everyone to know that. Oh, my. Hey, dude! No one is judging you except everyone on this everyone on this podcast. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention how oh. you singe your eyebrow. We have mentioned that before. Like we need to mention it thirty five episodes ago. <laughs> Look, I was just I was doing my that, friends a favor. He was trying to make some food. He was trying to be a dad. I wasn't trying to be a dad. I was being a dad. Okay, that. <laughs> but he got a little too close. Um, you know, when you play in the fire, you pee in the bed. That's a fact. I didn't pee the bed that night, so that's he good. might have. I didn't. Um, but he got a little too close. The fire was just warning him. Singed the eyebrows. That's not what it kind of Singed least, a little bit of the hair. Can I at least say what happened? Since you're gonna like give this blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we're grilling. I think it was for the national championship game. Um, we're having a good time, hanging out, broing out, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> broing out, and we. So I go to the grill. Um, the grill's. Yeah, I'm trying to get it going, and uh, it's a little dark outside. Um. You know, can't see quite well, and I throw lighter fluid in, and, and then for some reason I'm kind of standing over the fire, and I drop a match, and just, <laughs> and Landon was pretty close to getting singed. There's actually no proof that he didn't singe at least some, a little bit off the beard or something. Um, I did not. So, but yeah, it wasn't fun. I about burnt my face. <laughs> that was awful. I about, almost looked like Josh Dobbs. You can smell like the burnt hair. <laughs> Yeah, I went, I went and got in the shower to kind of like clean myself off, and it smelled awful uh, when I was cleaning up. So that that wasn't that wasn't fun. That was awesome. Good times. Good times. We've got a lot of good stories. We need to start sharing more stories out here. We do. We got a lot of stories. A lot of stories. Um, we're a hoot to be around. We are. So my fail of the week, though, I'll move on to that. Kirk Herbstreet uh, tweeted about how Baker. Um, is a misunderstood guy. He's just passionate, um, and people mistake that passion for being a jerk, um, but he means well. And earlier in the year, which I wasn't aware of this tweet until someone shared it, but he had said that Rashawn Golden, for flipping off the Alabama fans, should be kicked off the team and taught a lesson. And Rashawn Golden went at him. He was like, yeah, dude, that's double standard. Like, you're a hypocrite. You said I should be kicked off the team for flipping people off. Baker's like grabbing his nuts and yelling, F you, come suck my dick and all this. And <laughs> you're, you said I should be kicked off the team. What, you know, what gives? And right. then, I mean, hey, Kirk, I'll give Kirk this. He owned up to it. He did. But, but you still said it. Yeah. You still said it. You look like an idiot. And then Dr. Jerry Punch of ABC was on Sports Talk tonight and pretty much tried to excuse Kirk Herbstreet. But, like, the weirdest excuse, he's like, yeah, I was just in the middle of the year, and he was tired and emotionally and physically drained, and he just, you know, tweeted something, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that was the worst excuse I've ever heard. Yeah. So, fail to Dr. Jerry Punch as well. My fail of the week is the Cleveland Browns. Period. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you, did you see what old Jimmy Haslam had to say? He's like, I wasn't a part of the search at all. Jimmy, you suck. At a NFL Press conference about naming everything a new GM. you do just it. sucks. Why would it, why do you just just stop? Just go to jail. You would love jail. <laughs> he would definitely love jail. He would love jail. He needs to go to jail. Go to jail, Jimmy. You're not even the number one booster, okay? Get no out of here. No one wants your money. No one. I would love your money, actually. Yeah, <laughs> give it to me. Stop giving it to the University of Tennessee. You can run my football program. <laughs> God. He will never run my football. football. I don't have a football program, so I mean, even a Madden, I wouldn't even let him control that. <laughs> I would if he's gonna give me a lot of money. No, I like winning too much. I mean, I'll just start another franchise, Landon. 
You, you know you can do that in this game, right? Yeah, he'll control that, too. Okay. He's way too I'll buy. I'll buy another Xbox or something. I don't know, with the $7 million he gave me. Well, guys. So you're like Shiano. Yeah. I'm the Shiano <laughs> of no Madden. There's no difference. I'm the Shiano of Madden. There's no difference whatsoever. If Madden's fake. That's the difference. You're not a real, man. Guys, hey, I know. We got I, a winner. Oh, I almost forgot. Guys, you got us to 2,000 followers. Thank you. We're about to draw out of a Yeah, hat. thank you all so much. We, we've uh, ripped up all these numbers here, or numbers, uh, Twitter names here. Um, we're going we're gonna to draw uh, f- for the free T-shirt. Y'all got us 2,000 followers. Couldn't thank you all more. You've actually gone above and beyond what we asked. Um, we just appreciate, appreciate y'all's support. Without y'all, um, we wouldn't be doing this, obviously. Um, so we've got the names. Um, we're going to fumble through these. We're going to kind of mix them up a little bit. Get this bowl stirred up. Give me a drum roll. All right. I'll, should I just insert one? No, I'm too lazy for that. And the winner is Kim McBee. Kim McBee. At Kim Volgirl. What's up, Kim Volgirl? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, bro? I'm giving her like a, like a sup. Oh, what's up? Hey, you know where to find me. DMs are open. DMs are open. Hey, um, congrats. But seriously, congrats. We, we are going to be DMing you. I think Landon's doing that right now. Um, we got to pull up your Twitter here. So we're DMing you right now, um, letting you know you won the free T-shirt. Uh, best way to get, you know, we're going to mail it to you. Uh, we'll, we'll get that sent out uh, by the end of this week. So Merry Christmas from More Important Issues, Kim McBee. Um, but seriously, to all you followers and everyone that retweeted and, and just got us some uh, exposure, we, we really appreciate it. Some uh, love. Some love. Show uh, the love. Absolutely. Another reminder that we are now on armchairallamericans.com. You're going to have to go and uh, find a, a new subscri- uh, subscribe to us a little bit differently on iTunes as we have a new page. Uh, you can also listen on armchairallamericans.com. Open up the College football tab. Go to Tennessee. We are the Tennessee page. You'll you'll find our podcast there. It's still under the More Important Issues name. Um, so so be sure to find us there. You can still follow us on Twitter at More Underscore Issues, uh, Facebook More Important Issues. Guys, again, we really appreciate it. Um, thank you again. Ten- Tennessee finally has a coach, Coach Jeremy Pruitt. The water's looking looking better. The storm's cleared. You still got that after. The, the after uh, yeah you got all the seaweed on yeah, the rocks it's and, still a little messy yeah it, but no it's, no no it's worries little, though it's a little bumpy Captain well, Pruitt and the battle Captain Fulmer are leading the way and we're bringing the boat in we out.